Welcome to the 20th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, a video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I'm your hyped-as-hell co-host, goddammit, host, Raging Gingy. Along with me today is my co-host, Mr. Pegasus. How are you, buddy? Did you just call yourself a co-ghost? That's the wrong podcast, my friend. I'm sorry. That's Ghost of Gaming Future. Go subscribe on YouTube, Ghost of Gaming Future. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty shit because I hate all these pieces of shit white boys. Uh, white boys? Piece of shit rich boys. I'm sorry. I don't Damn. know why I came out that way. <laughs> all these rich boys of Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that during the second segment. But yeah, Pegasus, holy shit, we're 20 episodes in. I know. We are a fifth of a way to 100 episodes. Holy shit. Will we actually get a review before episode 100? Stay tuned. I will get a tattoo of something. You know, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. There will be something stupidly ridiculous that I will do if we get to episode 100 without a review. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into the show. But like we always do, gotta make a quick phone call. We will be right back. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. And welcome back to our new segment, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. Um, let's, um, go ahead and pull it. Well, this first one's trash. Start, um, oh, a little bit of a disclaimer, you guys. DJ is in the, I put quotes around studio. We were playing, um, Smash Bros. Ultimate before the show recording. But anyway. Piece of shit. (laughs) Anyway, bit of sad news. Um, pulling this from gamesindustry.biz. Daybreak Game Company lays off staff. Around 70 people reportedly dismissed from H1Z1 Development Studio. Oof. Written by Rebecca Valentine. H1Z1 developer Daybreak Game Company has seemingly laid off a number of employees today, according to reports across social media. A number of developers and others on Twitter have tweeted about the layoffs today with former Daybreak Games president John Smedley among them. Smedley indicated in one tweet that the studio had eliminated 70 positions, roughly estimating this to be about 30% of the studio. MML Bomb received a statement from Daybreak Games confirming the layoffs, though not the number affected. Quote, we are optimizing our structure to ensure... We best position ourselves for continued success in the years to come, the statement reads. This effort has required us to make some changes within the organization, and we are doing everything we can to support those impacted in this difficult time. As we look to improve efficiencies and realign resources, we remain focused on supporting our existing games and development of our future titles. Oh, boy. I How fun. Yeah, layoffs are never fun. I, my my heart goes out to the developer or the staff that was affected. What are you talking about? Layoffs are my favorite. Well, you better lay off that. Right. <laughs> 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 but all right, and thanks to I was going to bring up this next article, but DJ brought it up to my attention. Coming from uh, IGN. 
Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, returns next month with episode three. Didn't Telltale just, like, die? Yeah, but um, Skybound, I think that was the company that bought Telltale. But um, this is written by Adam Bankhurst. Announced at the Kind of Funny Game Showcase, Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season's third episode, will be released next month. Episode 3, Broken Toys, will launch on all platforms on January 15, 2019, and will be released by Robert Kirkman's company, Skybound, so I was right, following the major studio closure of Telltale Games. Last month, Skybound announced that it and previous members of Telltale Games were working on The Walking Dead had resumed development on the final season of Clementine's story. In addition to the episode... Three news. Skybound has reassured fans that all past seasons and episodes are back up on quote almost all platforms and should be fixed by the launch of Broken Toys. So yeah, good. Yeah, still getting like good that Telltale you. stuff out. Like I still I saw Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix too. I'm gonna have to do out. that too. But yeah, thank you, DJ. Play Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, because you can actually do that, which is pretty cool. The only way to play to Minecraft Story Mode. The Netflix is the superior game console. You do that one, I got another one for you. Well, get out of here with that shit, uh, Pegasus. But um, next one I wanted to talk about real quick. Pulling again from GamesIndustry.biz, Rebecca Valentine. Congratulations are in order to Warframe. Warframe downloaded one million times on Nintendo Switch. Today... Digital Extremes has announced that its third-person shooter, Warframe, reached 1 million downloads on the Nintendo Switch less than three weeks after its launch on the platform. Warframe has seen a long year despite being a nearly six-year-old game that got off to a rough start. Last month, the game saw a new record concurrent user peak on Steam, seeing over 132,000 players on at a time. Currently, the game has been holding a steady average of 50,000 average concurrent players on PC alone. The game is free to play with microtransactions to support it. Earlier this year, on its anniversary, the game had seen 38 million players across all platforms. Though Digital Extreme did not specify when the cutoff for the milestone was, the game's Switch version likely saw an increase in downloads after a trailer debuted at the Game Awards last night. So congratulations to Digital Extremes. Warframe is such a fantastic game. I don't know. What <coughs> Excuse me. Warframe is. I've never seen Warframe. Warframe is so good. Maybe I'll give it a look-see then. But I did have a few other articles I wanted to talk about, but we're we're going to cut it because the la- uh, next one I want to talk about is a pretty good chunk. As we know, the Game Awards had just concluded, and we have uh, I would say certainly it was a roller coaster pulling us from PC Gamer. Stanley <coughs> Parable's coming back. <coughs> Excuse me. DJ, huh. you're not in this episode. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, you're not in this episode. Be quiet. <laughs> DJ is constantly breaking the fourth walls. But we've had several uh, game announcements. We have the official sequel to Far Cry 5, which is Far Cry New Dawn. So it's not Far Cry 6? It is not. I I guess you could call it Far Cry 6, but essentially it's Far Cry Fallout. Because it's a post-apocalyptic Far Cry game. You know what I want? I want post-apocalyptic Pokemon. And then the trailer itself shows the villain from Hope County in Far Cry 5, which is quite good. And then the next game that was announced is called Scavengers. Scavengers splices together a survival game with a competitive shooter and co-op exploration romp, leaving a chili hybrid where you'll be chased by blizzards, bears, and other players. You can team up with other players to survive the harsh winter wasteland, or you can murder for more immediate rewards. Fun. Now, this caught my attention. Um, Obsidian, the game developers who made Fallout New Vegas, 
they have announced their game called The Outer Worlds. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, Easy. I can't wait. Can't wait. And then um, we had a tease of the next Dragon Age game. We possibly. don't know. I, I put quotes around possibly. It's possibly a new Dragon Age game. And there's there's so... <laughs> excuse me. There were so many, so many announcements. Mortal Kombat 11. What I am excited for is that the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is coming out. To consoles. And it's coming to consoles, too. Which is, I'm excited for that. And then, of course, we got some uh, winter updates for Fortnite and PUBG. Like I said, you guys, it doesn't... Of fucking course we did. It will take us way too long to go through every little detail, so... Um, because you know we're still on a, t- a time schedule, so I, you guys, go go on Google. But I'm so sorry, this isn't really a good news part. But excuse um, me, sir. excuse well, me, F- I believe, <coughs> I, believe I have a certain reveal to dramatically retell to our audience. Oh, then give me one. I do want to say, uh, as far as the the game awards, we do have our game of the year, and Ooh. hats off to god of war they have won the game of the year for 2018 one other one they left off that list oh <coughs> anyway last thing i wanted to bring up to you guys um marvel ultimate alliance 3 the black order is scheduled to be released exclusively for the Nintendo Switch in 2019. Also from the Game Awards. Also from the Game Awards as well. Which oh, I can't wait. That game looks so good. Okay, so now it's time for me to do the dramatic retelling of that reveal that I need to tell, talk about. But uh, before you do that, Pegasus, do you have any news you would like to share? I mean, that reveal at the Game Awards that I'm about to tell everybody about. <laughs> Go for it. So, the trailer starts, this footage starts, it's uh, this guy, I think his name is Joker, don't get, I, I'm fairly sure, he's from Persona 5, he's yes. a treasure hunter, apparently, he's out hunting for some treasure, and his friends are, his friends are conversing about his hunt for this treasure, and then mm-hmm. he finds an envelope, which is like, like an envelope, but then the envelope, like DJ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, easy Pegasus, just continue. Okay, so the <laughs> <laughs> so the envelope originally has like the Joker logo on it, whatever, but then mm-hmm. it. it- it reveals to be a different envelope. Right. Gigi, can you stop crinkling? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I was trying to be quiet. So, the envelope is that famous Smash Bros. envelope. That's right. We're getting Joker from Persona 5 in Smash Bros. Ultimate. We have no gameplay as of yet, but it has been confirmed to be one of the five DLC fighters. You know... I will say this kind of caught me off guard because, to be perfectly honest, I don't know who that is because I have not really played the Persona Persona titles. Weren't the original Personas on PlayStation 3? I'm not sure. Because if they were, I definitely do plan on checking them out. It does seem like a series I would like. I know, me too. I really should give Persona a try, but... With that being said, Pegasus, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Oh, by the way, speaking of Smash DLC, Smash released. Oh, yes, week. that it did. Smash Bros. Ultimate came out and all you rich boy pieces of shit bought it. Not me. <laughs> well, all right, you guys. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and cut the first segment here and we will be right back. Welcome back, you guys, to the second segment 
the segment that our co-host Pegasus always seems to forget. What we have been up to. Wow. <laughs> yep, DJ's Is clapping. That DJ too. clapping too? Yep, DJ's clapping too. <laughs> anyway, Pegasus, what have you been up to this last week, sir? I'll tell you what I haven't been playing. <laughs> <laughs> a little game called Smash Brothers Ultimate. Looks uh, like you're in an ultimate bad mood. I hate you, boy. <laughs> As for what I have been playing, I played a little bit of my Fire Red Nuzlocke, which I started fairly recently, which I'm not allowing healing to prove How's that to going, a, by the way? To prove to a streamer I discovered that I can. It's actually going fairly well. I beat Brock this week. I had no, I've had no death so had no death so far. I went and got my encounters, and I'm ready to take on Mount Moon. My team is basically unchanged from what it was initially, but I don't think I shared it what it was initially. So I'll let you guys know. I got my boy Frank the Charmander, mm-hmm. named after the hot sauce. Frank <laughs> I've got Raddington the Rattata. I've got Pudgeotto the Pidgey. Okay. I've got Butterbean, the Butterfree. Butterbean. And I got Mumkey, the Mankey. Hmm. And I've got on my final slot a new boy who I'm currently training up. Bono, the Nidoran male. Ooh. That seems like a solid, solid thing so far, Peg. I also got my. Magikarp, who I named Redemption, and my Geodude, who I named Lobster, because Rock Lobster. Ha! But they're in the box, because the Magikarp has a terrible nature, and I can't evolve Lobster into a Golem because of the limits of my Retropie, and Nidoking is definitely a better ground-type than Graveler, so... Right. And also, today I played a couple games. I actually played a game that I've been wanting to play for mm-hmm. a while. I played some Danganronpa. Ooh. How was that? I have, the, I have the PSP version of my on my RetroPie. It's been pretty good. It's, you know, it's your usual visual novel game. Me and my friend, mm-hmm. I actually played it with my buddy Silas and we had a lot of fun. We did some okay. we, did, we did some silly voices. Developed some de- developed some running jokes. My my voice for Naegi is ridiculous. Neat. And one joke that we came up with is actually kind of relevant to the way we record this podcast. So, you know how Craig is a creepy robot bear? Yeah. We, we've, we've taken to calling Monokuma Craig. And my friend even does a pretty good now recording Craig voice for him. Now recording. Oh, it's so good. No, we've been recording. But, alright, man, what else have you been up to? So, other than that, I played... Well, so I definitely played one other thing. Oh! I dipped my toes into Fortnite Season 7. I played Ooh. a couple of matches of that. And it's still bad, guys. No surprise there. <laughs> Well, I guess it's not it's not necessarily a bad game, but I ridicule anybody who would spend money on that game. Right. Well, is that all you've been up to this week? Can I, like, say that myself? Can I finish my oh. own words? Go ahead. So, because I thought you were going to take longer, because I thought your kid was awake, I did boot up Smash 4, but then I got the notification that you were ready, so I didn't play it. So, I was about to play Sad Poor Boy Smash, but you saved me. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to give you guys a heads up now. Headphone users, turn it down a little bit. All right, I'll give you... Are you about to, are you about to scream about Smash seconds. Ultimate? Is that what's about to happen? I am not about to scream about Smash Ultimate. Okay? Three, 
two, one. After three motherfucking years, I have finally beat that motherfucking boss in Brave Frontier. Holy fucking shit! Oh my god. (laughs) The way you said that! That deserves to be a meme right there. (laughs) Shit! In all seriousness, the boss that I have been stuck on for the last three years, I finally beat him the other day. Mm. Finally. After three years, Pegasus. I'm very happy for you. I am ecstatic. And to be honest, that rekindled Brave Frontier for me. Yep, you finally actually progress in it now. Well, that... that uh, He's the final boss of the second arc of the Brave Frontier, I should say, Brave Frontier 1 story. I thought I was down with Brave Frontier, but I completely forgot about the third arc. Literally, so my not... brain auto-filled that sentence as fir- first arc of the Brave Frontier anime, and I'm like, that's not right. I wish Brave Frontier <laughs> was an anime. But no, that definitely rekindled Brave Frontier for me. I've played, you know, my staples of Pokemon Go, Jurassic World Alive, which again, I will say the Indominus is so fucking good. Like, she she has this attack that has priority, that even if my opponent in PvP has a dinosaur that's quicker, this particular attack of hers gives me priority for that said attack. And she mm-hmm. she she cloaks herself and for the next two turns, she has a 50% chance to evade all attacks. Mmm, that sounds like some double-team shenanigans. Right, but the, the thing is, the second I attack, the cloak goes away. But that's perfectly okay, because there's one more benefit of this cloak priority attack. My next attack does double damage. And which coincides with the Indominus's third attack. I can't remember the specific name. But anyway, that attack itself does two times damage. And those buffs stack. So the next attack after I used a cloak ability Pegasus is times four damage, not including crits. So the Indominus, she is one shotting people, and it, it's insane. And she's also immune to, to, to debuffs. So if you try to use an attack that'll cut my attack, it won't work. Indominus awesome. is immune. It's so good. I've played my... I've also played Dokkan, you know, just staying on top of everything. Um, trying to think what else I have been... been up to. Uh... Still been playing Dragalia Lost. Um, what else? What else? I've been playing Pokemon Duel, to be quite frankly, the the past yeah. few days. But Who um, plays that game. I do. I like it. But um, I've never oh, heard you talk about it once. I played it. I just don't talk about it. I need to get back into it. But um. The last thing I played was right before recording, and ladies and gentlemen, Pegasus is going to be pissed off for me, so I apologize ahead of time for the future. I hate you extremely. But I've been playing playing Smash Bros. Ultimate with guest of the show, DJ, because he is in the studio at the moment. Everyone is here. Everyone is fucking rich. I hate you all. (laughs) Then finishing the Keyblade of Darkness. I will also say that DJ brought in his life-size Keyblade of Darkness that he got from GameStop today. Exclusive! Exclusive at GameStop, which is actually pretty pimping. But um, I've been playing... It's a play as the best Smash character of all time, Pichu, and I hate you for it. Well, you haven't unlocked Pichu yet, but um, I've been playing that. You know, of course, my main in Smash is Kirby, so I've been... I played as him. I could tell I some some subtle differences in the Kirby. Uh, I'm see. not able to cancel out of the brick as quick as I can in Smash 4. But can you still walk me off the edge like an asshole? I haven't tested that out yet. But I've also 
it as the inkling. Because I've been curious on how he works as a character. And to be honest, he, he's pretty good. Well, honestly, just you, his forward smash. We have not unlocked Lucha Cat. We're going to be, again, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry for the constant Pegasus pitching. But after the recording of the show tonight, I will be playing more Smash Ultimate. But the um, I last thing I will, I will talk about about Smash Ultimate is the, the last match that me and DJ played right before we started recording. Uh, we we have a few items on, more specifically, you know, Pokeballs, right? Just just having Lame. fun. Lame. Whatever. Anyway, DJ threw the last Pokeball, and out comes Mimikyu. And then so he I snuggled was, you scared. forever. He snuggled me forever, and he disintegrated me. Like, I didn't just fly off the stage out of bounds. I just died. Inside the Mimikyu, I lost the stock, and I respawned. Oh, what I forgot to mention, this isn't necessarily a game oh, I've played, at least I made, not yet. I made, a, uh, I made a mistake. Sorry to interrupt, Pegasus. That, that was my last life, so I lost the game to Mimikyu. Oof. So anyway, speaking of Mimikyu, yeah, the draft league for a very a friend, a, a, a friend podcast to the show, question mm-hmm. mark. I don't know how to phrase that, but Draft League won by Blastburn Radio, which is a Pokemon podcast, did started draft pretty recently and I am taking part. Best of luck, Pig. So far I have picked three of my mons and they were uh Scizor, Mimikyu, and Mega Glade. Can I make a nickname request for the Mimikyu? You can. Will you love me? That's and put great. a question mark at the end I of it. I love it. I love it. Does that fit though? Yes. And showdown it does. Does it fit in like the normal character limit though? I don't know. Because I'm I'm gonna run a Mimikyu in Pokemon Sun and I kinda wanna name it that. Well that's the name of my uh competitive Mimikyu is Will You Love Me. Okay, so anyway, enough about Mimikyu's. Yeah, I'm super hyped for that draft league. Well best of luck, Peg. I'm also so assisting Rohane with his draft. But that pretty much covers my week. Oh, this last week when I've been playing Pokemon Go, I came across a shiny Magnemite. Did you now? I did. But that pretty much covers our second topic or second segment, you guys. So we are going ahead and going to cut it off here and jump into our topic. We will be wait, right whoa, back. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What? I totally forgot it's to mention up, that I played Pokemon. What about Pokemon? Shut up, DJ. <laughs> I played more Pokemon Y. I got a little farther. I got... My Tyrant, so I'm going to be EV training that little thing at some point. I also got an Onyx, who I'm also deciding to run as a Steelix, so I'm going to be EV training that boy, too. Nice. That sounds a solid team so far, Pig. Yeah, so far I've, I've almost filled the team. Of, my final team is going to consist of uh, Greninja, Heliolisk, oh, Gallade, Tyrantra. Mm-hmm. Steelix, and I'm going to run Gengar in the last slot, probably. Nice. But, all right, you guys, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and cut the second second topic. Damn it. The second segment here. We will be right back. (laughs) And welcome (laughs) back, you guys. Do it. Welcome back to the final segment of the show, you guys, where we will be talking about anything under the video game sun. Pegasus, what are we talking about today, sir? You know, we're not talking. Fucking piece of shit Smash Ultimate. You are just in a ultimate bitch mood tonight, aren't you? Yeah, uh-huh. 
So anyway, <laughs> shut up, DJ. We're talking about the seventh generation of video game consoles, the long-awaited sequel to our sixth generation console episode. Remember those first five generations? I sure don't. Yeah, we're all over the place. But the seventh generation of video game consoles, what are they, you may ask? That is Microsoft's Xbox 360, Sony's PlayStation 3, and the Nintendo Wii. Each new console introduced a new type of breakthrough technology. The 360 offered games rendered natively at you know in HD resolutions. The PS3 offered HD movie playback via a built-in Blu-ray disc player. And the Wii focused on integrated controls with movement sensors as well as joysticks. So, Jinji, I have the sneaking suspicion that the Wii is the PS2 of this era, as I'm fairly sure it blew its competition out of the fucking water. Yes, it did. So, let's go ahead and... um... Ooh, there's echoing. I heard the echoing. There's echoing on your end, too. Okay. But, yes, if we are talking as far as this generation peg, yeah, the Wii is the PS2 of Generation 7 of video games. Is in first place is the Nintendo Wii. And, and this is all um, as of June 30th, 2015, uh, worldwide, the Wii has sold a total of 101.63 million units. And it's not even a DVD player. How about that? Not even a DVD player. And coming in second place is the Xbox 360, selling worldwide total units of 84.4 million. And then in last place comes PlayStation 3, as of November 2nd, 2013, has sold a total of 80 million units. I still love you, Sony. I still have a PS3 and use it actively. Yeah, I I like PS3. But, let's go ahead and uh, start there and work our way up. The PlayStation 3 was released November 11, 2006 in Japan and November 17, 2006 in the U.S. and Canada. The system's reliance on new technologies such as the cell microprocessor and Blu-ray format caused difficulties in manufacturing, especially the Blu-ray diode, leading to shortages at launch. Sony would provide support for its console with new titles from acclaimed first-party franchises such as Gran Turismo, Team Ico, God of War, and secured a number of highly anticipated third-party exclusives, including Metal Gear Solid 4, Yakuza 3, Valkyria Chronicles, titles that were originally exclusive or recognized within the platform such as Devil May Cry, Ace Combat, Virtua Fighter, and Monster Hunter. Mm. And of course, in uh, July 2007, Sony announced, you know, they dropped the console price by $100. This only applied to the 60 gigabyte model and was exclusive to the US and Canada, where those models were no longer in production. Wasn't the original model the one that uh, had PS2 compatibility? Right, so that is the nitty gritty with the PlayStation Three. Pegasus. Thanks for you... my question, Gingy. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? I said, wasn't the original PS3 model the one that was PlayStation Two backwards compatible? Yes. And then they removed that functionality in later releases. Do you have any memories with the PS3? Of course I do. Like I just said, I still actively own and use one. <coughs> what was that? <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm suppressing a cough. Cut it. No. Future Gingy is going to be pissed editing this fucking episode. Was that you who just went like... <clears throat> no. Well, then I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on outside my house. Are you about to get the peg murderer live on audio? <sighs> But, um, the murder of Pegasus the Gamer, anyway. Yeah, favorite, favorite, uh, PS3 game. All right, just 
throwing me right in the deep end here, I guess I would have to say GTA Five because okay. that's my favorite yeah. game according to Episode One. Well, I have had a PS3 prior, but the first so PS3 what? I had, I sold. I sold it to get the the 3DS. When that first came out, nice. but um, I now have another PS3 again. My it uh, thanks to DJ, but um, we we did we did an episode of Pixels about my favorite PS3 game, which is Infamous. Oh yeah, that too. Infamous one and two. I would say two. So, like, you know what she needs to do. You know what she needs to do, Gigi. You need to buy a Justice for that PlayStation Three. That I do, Peg. That I do. <laughs> That'll do, Peg. Fucking <laughs> 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 DJ, everyone. Oh, they're they're gonna be bloopers for this episode. Oh my god! This entire episode's a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but second place. <laughs> second the actual place. episode is ten second seconds minute. long. Right. But um, second place in the console wars of Generation 7 for the video game consoles is the Xbox 360. The launch of the 360 was shaky at best. Um, Worst designed of the consoles. Worst designed of the consoles. There were technical problems that appeared in a portion of the 360s. The most well-known problem is the Red Ring of Death, an error code E74, which received... A great deal of attention due to some users having to replace their consoles multiple times. Microsoft attempted to address this by, you know, offering a three-year warranty on all affected consoles and repairing them free of charge, which I will say that was that was brilliant. I believe that's what saved their ass in the end. Did that like conti- did that, that continue for like a long period of time or was it only until they released like the better model? I, I believe it was only they um, released the better models overall. Because I know I had an OG Xbox that my father bought me, and that red ringed. Right. By an, o- by an OG Xbox, I mean the original model of the Xbox 360, not the original Xbox. No, I know you were talking about. I know, but, I was just yeah, the 360 is such a good console. I love it. I still have my Modern Warfare 3. Limited edition Xbox 360. I never touched any of the exclusives. I can't really say because I enjoy the PS3 quite a lot, and it's just all the other ga- all the games that I've played on Xbox 360. I've pretty much right. also played on the PS3, and I see no noticeable difference. I I think the 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 biggest plus have. At the 360, I like back then was the license transferring. License the, transferring. So there's a way with the 360 that you can share any of your digitally bought content. So let's say just just for example, Pegasus, I bought Gears of War one, two, three, Judgment, Grand Theft Auto four. Uh, Final Fantasy 27. Like, I'm just giving get a that, random example. Get that GTA Yeah, so, so uh, GTA 4, with the license transferring. What? Remember that? <laughs> with the license transferring, um, all of my digitally bought content... Um, you would initially first need to download my profile, my, my gamer tag to your Xbox, and then click license transfer, which you can only do once every six months. But that <laughs> gives your console and your specific 360 console the rights to download all of my digitally bought content, full games, DLC, everything. But do you lose access to it on your Xbox? I do not. Since I play as my profile, all license transferring essentially does is give your console the right to download my digital content like you've paid for it. That's wild. Yeah, it's insane. 
And they that feature is still somewhat relevant with the Xbox One, but that only works now as setting as the home console. So again, let's say I bought GTA V digitally on my Xbox One, and I did what's called an Xbox a home console with you, Pegasus. My account would have to sit on your Xbox and have your Xbox set as my account's home Xbox. So what that essentially means for the Xbox One, it gives your console and all the profiles on that specific console the rights to play my digitally bought content. I can still, you know, play on my Xbox with my profile, use the stuff that I bought, but I would have to be signed in. That's fucking wild. So you can only... share that digital content on the Xbox One with one other person. And not like multiple people That's with the 360. Wild. But yeah, that's I mean that 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 ties in with the memories of the 360 for me is doing license transfers with a bunch of buddies of mine. As I have quite a bit of games sitting on my 360's hard drive right now. The 360 by, don't have anymore? No, I still have it. Do you really? Yeah, I still have it, though it's it's kicking the dust because it's the the elite uh, Mono Warfare Three limited edition console. Maybe I should get a three sixty, and then you'll license transfer me a bunch of games. Okay, I'm I'm gonna let you know I did not buy a lot of digital stuff. Oh, just letting you know all the stuff that's on my hard drive now I got from other license transfers. Oof. But, um, yeah, the 360 gave me easily one of my favorite franchises of all time is Gears of War. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, you know, even have Gears of War-inspired tattoo. But that is the 360 for me, Pegasus. What about you? So, here's the story of how God, how God had no to me owning an Xbox life got 360. turned upside down. Yep, mm-hmm, that one. So, <laughs> so it was around Christmas time. Well, I guess it wasn't around Christmas time. It was like around after Thanksgiving, you know, Black Friday time. And my father decided to brave the terrible trials and tribulations of Black Friday to get me an Xbox 360 to give to me on Christmas. And that is exactly mm-hmm. what that man did. He didn't buy the Xbox 360. I'm pretty sure it was my grandma, but he he was the one who survived the onslaught to obtain in said Xbox 360. Damn. So, I got an Xbox 360 on Christmas, and I had it for a little while. I played Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Ultimate Tenkaichi on it. I played Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. What else did I play on that thing? Oh, so those are basically the two games I played. I played a couple three free digital games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my cousin came and lived with us temporarily. And he bought me a game, which was a racing game. It was probably like Grand Turismo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he stole that. Xbox. Who stole it? The cousin. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. Yup, and he stole that Xbox. And weirdly, he did not steal the game that he purchased. He just stole the Xbox. That's not nice. So, yeah. That's how Peg didn't have an Xbox anymore. But then, my dad, my dad again, decided that he hadn't sent me a birthday present. He was living in another state at this point. Mm-hmm. In a long time. So he sent me an Xbox 360 and a couple games. One of which, here's a fun story, one of which was Bakugan Battle Brawlers, which was a show I was into as a kid. And the video game's actually pretty fun. It was on, like, every console known to man. It was on the Xbox 360, the PS3, the mm-hmm. um, the DS. I'm fairly sure that even the PS2. and 
I played the DS version actively. Right. I was happy to get the 360 version. But then the first day I had it, my new cat, who I had had for about a couple weeks, decided to come around, walk around, and knock my Xbox over. Now, if you don't know anything about Xbox, the way its disc reading works is that if you move that thing, well, there's a disc in there. There's a good chance your disc ain't coming out of there alive. Laser burn. Yep. Oh, no. RIP Bakugan Battle Brawlers. And eventually, I did play that Xbox for a long time and enjoy it. But eventually, it red-ringed. Oh, no. Yeah, God said no. I don't get an Xbox. I have to be a PS3 and a Wii boy. Okay, you guys. And for first place, for the Generation 7 of of Nintendo consoles, sorry, the 7th Generation is the Nintendo Wii. Yeah! Which we all know, the Nintendo Wii. It first came out in uh, November 19, 2006. Um, the Wii introduced the Wii Remote Controller, which is, you know, the handheld pointing device, which detects movement in three dimensions. Another feature of the console is now the defunct Wii Connect 24, which enabled Wii to receive messages and updates over the internet while in standby mode. Like other 7th generation consoles, it features a game download service called a Virtual Console, which is fucking amazing, Um, Mm -hmm. which featured emulated games from past Nintendo consoles. It succeeded the GameCube, and early models are fully backwards compatible with all GameCube games and most accessories. I think most Wii's are backwards compatible. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a Wii Mini. That's yeah, not... in late 2011, Nintendo released a reconfigured model, the Wii Family Edition, which lacks the GameCube compatibility. This model was not released in Japan. The Wii Mini, Nintendo's first major major console redesign since the compact SNES, succeeded the standard Wii model and was released first in Canada on December 7, 2012. The Wii Mini can only only play Wii optical optic the 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 the. We optical, god damn it! Optical disc, as it omits GameCube's compatibility and all network compatibility. And this model was not released in Japan, Australia, or New Zealand. And then we, of course, will not be talking about the Wii successor, which failed. No, Nintendo's you know, like, should... excuse me, this normal Wii is fine and all, but what if we release this Wii that doesn't do anything? Right. But, um, yeah, the Wii was groundbreaking. I remember just how bad it was to get a, the Wii console at launch. It's bad. And then, and then Wii Sports came packaged with it in the United States. Yeah, which we, we had a topic. Did an episode about, about that game. So you know, go if we're not going to go into the specifics on that because you know we have an episode that we did for Wii a Sports. Whole episode for Wii Sports and Wii Sports <laughs> Resort. So yeah, let's go go check that episode out. But um, yeah, favorite memories of Wii for me is definitely modding my Wii to play Project M for Brawl. I wanted to do that, but I never did. It's picky. You had to specifically get a 2 gigabyte SD card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also don't even have to mod your Wii to get Project M, but you didn't know that. And you broke your Wii because... Yeah, (laughs) I have a replacement Wii now, so that that doesn't matter. But yeah, I bricked my first Wii console. (laughs) May she rest in peace. But um, that's pretty much the, the, the Wii for me. Um, I mean, Wii Sports, I didn't mention in that episode, is one of the few games I could actually play with my mother. Yeah, that's same for me. Probably the only game I could play with my mother. And o- specifically only Wii Sports Bowling. <coughs> I was about to say, <coughs> random 
The one thing I will note real quick, the only other game, and this is completely <laughs> random, that I could ever get my mother to fucking play was Pokemon Go. And that was only for the simple fact, and I quote, watch me, Wayne, I'm going to catch catch more Pokemon than you. <laughs> and she proceeded she proceeded to quit like a week and a half later. Also, your name is Wayne, so I found your secret identity. You're secretly Batman. I'm doing a podcast with Batman. No, you're not. <laughs> but anyway, that's pretty much my memories of the Wii Peg. What about you? So, I have a lot of memories of the Wii. I had a Wii for a long time. A long, long time. And even though I don't have a Wii anymore, I still have Wii games that I play on my Mm -hmm. Wii U. So, yeah, Wii is a big thing for me. Some highlights include Sonic and the Secret Rings, which is considered a bad game by most, but I quite enjoyed it. There was also, obviously, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, which was the return to home console 2D Mario games, and what a glorious return it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wii Sports, I did. We did a whole episode about Wii Sports, and it was my idea. So yeah, obviously, I have an affinity for Wii Sports. So there was also, of course, my personal favorite Smash game, and nobody else's, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, was also a Nintendo Wii game. That it was, and I quite enjoyed that game. <laughs> In fact. My mom's, my grandma's gonna just, like, take me to get some games for Christmas, because she doesn't know what I want. I might pick up Brawl, to be honest, because it's not that expensive. I'm sure I can get another game still, if I grab Brawl. No, Brawl's still worth it. It's, yeah, it's only, like, 20, 30 bucks. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Jesus Christ, DJ. All right. We're, we're kind of cutting it a little short, you guys. We are running extremely low on time. Pegasus, where can our wonderful listeners find you, sir? Oh, boy. So, find me on Twitter at PegasusTheGame1. Find me on YouTube at PegasusTheGamer. I've got some other podcasts, as you may mm-hmm. all know. Pokemon Variety Hour, which will be out. I'm staring at you, Gingy, through the phone. By the time <laughs> this comes out. Yep, episode zero and episode one will be... Did you finish episode one? I'm about halfway through of episode one. Okay, you better finish that. And it better go up. So yeah, episode zero and episode one of Pokemon Variety Hour will be up the following Monday, just like your normal pixels. So you guys really should go listen to Pokemon Variety Hour if you enjoy Pokemon. There's also Poker Survivor, which will have its episode 2 go up the night this is recorded, again staring at Gigi through the phone. (laughs) And I have a couple new podcasts to announce. They don't exist yet, but they will soon. First of all, I got myself roped into an educational podcast where our buddies Flame and Patrick are going to try to teach stuff using Pokemon. They're gonna try to teach you what? You were cutting it. Teach me stuff, like school stuff using Pokemon. Interesting. It's gonna be called Trainers Academy and you can find it probably on YouTube at some point. I'll give you more information when it comes up. Also, remember that guest we had on that one episode? I believe his name was Lucio? Yes. Me and Lucio are also also starting a podcast project. I'm about well, to say, Lucio. weren't we all supposed to? He... The way he envisioned, ended up finally envisioning the show, it took some convincing to let me on, so... I don't know. Alright. So, But maybe you'll be on a guest yep. at some point. This show is going to be called Side Trackers, where we're going to interview some people, and it's going to be a good time. You can find it on YouTube. It definitely has a name. The, it, the channel's already up, but I don't know the name. So next week, I'll be here with the channel name. I don't think there'll be an episode out by then, 
you can subscribe in advance. Okay. Where else can I... I also forgot to mention Ghost of Gaming Future, which... Big announcement, guys. Big announcement. Episode 2 was recorded. It exists and is now being edited. Woohoo. And also, speaking of Lucio, uh, my original my original third co-host for Ghost of Gaming Future did have to bow out due to scheduling issues and has been replaced by Lucio. So yeah. I'm doing All some right. stuff with Lucio because he's a cool guy. Even huh? though he accused me of giving Blumpkins that I did not give. <laughs> Keep denying it. But um, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at RagingGingy. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. You can also follow the interrupter guest of the show at Skywalker MLP. Yep. Okay. And you can also find Gingy getting his ass beat at Smash. Oh, you kiss my ass, DJ. But anyway, you can follow <laughs> uh, We have a T Public store, which is tpublic.com slash user slash PPAF Podcast One. Guys, we have a. Patreon. Yeah, a couple t-shirts up there. Yeah, we, we got some multiple designs up now, you guys. So We got, we got the Pixels nuts. t-shirt, we got the Poker Survivor t-shirt, and I think that's it. And Variety Hour. Oh, did you put that up? I'm about to. Um, oh. We have a Patreon, if you guys are able to give anything, which is patreon.com slash PPAF podcast. But like I always guys, say, you guys, take care of yourselves first. If you guys, can support guys, us... You know? If you if the if a person actually puts money in that Patreon, you don't know how much I'm gonna melt like thanking you in disbelief the episode after it happens. No, we're, we're being dead serious, you guys. It, just the, the the fact that you guys would be willing to give us money, showing that you like what we do, and we we will continuously get better over time. We promise you. Um, Hopefully, that would mean <laughs> the world to us. But like we always say, take care of yourselves first. Um, we have our community Discord link, which we will always leave down below for you guys. Which we is, I forgot YouTube. to mention, I, I'm usually the one who segues into that. And I'm sorry I didn't do that this episode, but yeah, that's the best way to contact me personally. Mm-hmm. Talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. I usually say that every episode when I say where you can find me, but I forgot this time because I was too that's busy being right. angry about Smash yeah, Ultimate. <laughs> but um, we also have a YouTube channel for Pixels. Um, we will leave the link down below for you guys as well. Um, there is which a bit of we'll soon have a an exclusive backlog, podcast drop, which that that it will. But yeah, there is a little bit of a backlog with the videos getting uploaded. So appreciate you guys being patient there. Um, if you have any comments, concerns, or even topic suggestions besides dropping them in our Discord channels, um, you can email the show directly at ppafpodcast at gmail um, we are now live on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We still have yet to receive a review on iTunes. If you guys could please <laughs> take a few minutes out of your day to leave us a so, review, uh, that would mean the absolute world to us. Real quick, but, um, this is going to go in the blooper section rather than the actual outro. But um, update to the earlier situation with Brad. He has sent me a DM that says, I'm sorry, that was perfect. And then a quote from me, Gingy, why is there a toilet flushing in the background? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That, that was not me. But <laughs> it was Brad. with that being it said, was a bamboozle. guys, this has been the 20th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. A video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I've been your host, Raging Gingy. I'm poor and also Pegasus. All right, you guys. Thank you very much for sticking with us. We will see you next time. You have Smash Ultimate. You're the worst. Bye-bye.